There is one advantage we can all utilize to leverage our success in our lives. That is continuous learning. Ever wonder what all these messages of personal growth and development could be doing to those who are hearing half the message? So many motivators like Mel Robbins, Gary Vee, Rachel Hollis, and countless others making their way into our lives, this podcast included, we fear that some empowering messages could be taken out of context and actually doing the opposite of what the speaker had intended. I invite you to be curious during this podcast because today we are breaking down common messages that we hear, love, and share with all of you, but we compare the intention of the message and then also how it could be misinterpreted. In addition, we spotlight a couple common messages from some personal growth celebrities who we actually disagree with and why. Remember, stay curious in all areas of your life and ways to enhance it. This is all a learning process as we are all continuously working on getting our shit together, together. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. Okay, we're recording. We're on. We're live. Back for another one. We are here. It's a loaded one today, though. It fully, is. fully loaded and charged. We're ready to rumble on this topic. <laughs> it's a great one. And I I was going back and forth on how to even approach it or start it. But I just think it's one of the better topics to just dive in. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really about this industry that we're in, Jenna and I, and you being here are very much a part of it, too, because you listen like us, to podcasts, to, and I'm sure read books and listen to all kinds of things to help motivate you, empower you, and help you handle different situations through your life. Maybe you have a coach, a mentor, whatever it may be. However, we brought up a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was just last week, kind of how- I think we've just been seeing more of it come through. We follow a lot of industry favorites in the, you know, the personal development space. Mm -hmm. So we see it literally all the time and we listen to it literally all the time because we're podcast junkies too. And I think we just were like snapped. (laughs) (laughs) So this is it. We're worried that the self-empowerment and personal development movement and the self-help movement that is kind of everywhere now in so many different platforms is causing a little bit of entitlement. Yep. And so could this be creating a cohort of the self-manifestation obsessed or manifestation obsessed entitled adults? Mm -hmm. Like could this self-help movement be having a negative effect? Could it be doing the opposite? Could it just be taken in an extreme way where now people just feel like because they think of something and now it should happen or if they want it bad enough and just because they're passionate about something, you know, damn it, why isn't it happening for them? And they feel like they deserve it when maybe the proper steps, the mindset and the maybe resilience and perseverance hasn't all connected yet. Yeah, I agree. And I think What really spurred me into telling you was, and we're going to name drop here, but if you love some of these people that we're going to talk about, we love them too. It's just that I think that some people can take their words completely out of context and apply it to their lives and like in a very entitled way, kind of like what you're saying was that that video that Mel Robbins 
did. And it was like, you give way too much weight to what other people say about you. Why don't you care so much about what you're saying to yourself? And I was, and she kept, and all these different things. And I was like, that is great advice. I was like, that is also some advice that could really be taken and spun like, oh, well, I don't care about what any of you think because all that matters is what I think about me. And what serves me. Exactly. And I was like, whoa, if somebody maybe who wasn't as self-aware or as far along in their personal development journey took that and applied it to their life in that way, we really are on the verge, I think, of creating an entire cohort of entitled adults Mm -hmm. and maybe even young adults. Yeah. And there's so many motivational speakers out there. And some of the big ones are like Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins. And I know Tony Robbins, one of his mentors was Jim Rohn. And a lot of these messages are really for, of course, empowerment, courage, you know, never giving up, get back up, being authentic, and then, of course, following your passion. And while all these are very good, right, some could be misinterpreted. So even these messages, including Jenna and I's on this podcast, our own, could be misleading. And I dug into this a little bit, and some experts and many bloggers believe this as well, like, we could be doing more harm by exploiting these messages so readily and just being surrounded by it. Social media and videos and, you know, of course, these podcasts and all these things. So it's like, be you. Not to mention the seminars. Yeah. And right. I think that's a great place for because you kind of, you're in it. And well, you're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid yeah. along with 15,000 <laughs> other people when you go to the seminar. <laughs> And you come out there feeling very motivated, but that only lasts a little bit. And we can talk about that in a minute. Like we're kind of like that high and then then it kind of like seeps out. Like, yep. Then the fear comes in. Like, can I even do this? I felt so good. Now, why can't I do it? You know, mm-hmm. and I did all this work, but now I'm slacking. So now what? And I know we'll get into that in a little bit, but some examples that I hear a lot and that we even say, I kind of just want to go through some of these and debunk them a little bit. We want to set the record straight. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So do what serves you. We say all the time, does this serve you in your life? How does this serve you? We say that all the time. And I say that even to my clients. And it's not about, I don't feel like it, so I'm not doing it. This doesn't serve me. You know, this is really about what serves you in relation to the boundaries you set. How does this align with your values? And how does this serve our mission? We just talked about our mission and our guiding principles. And so how does it serve you in that capacity? So your long-term goals, your end game, all of that, it's not just, I don't feel like it. And then what Jenna just said, giving attention to others as you do to yourself. I hope that we don't take this in an extreme way. Like it's all about me and the world revolves around me. And I just got to do me all the time. Do me, do me, do me. But it has to be, I'm not going to allow the fear of what others think hold me back. And I'm going to be mindful and wisely fill up my cup, right? So I'm going to serve myself in that way so I can show up better for myself. And that way I can show up better for other people. Like if I'm filling up my cup, we serve people better. So it's the negative part of it. If I'm giving too much weight to what others think about me, then I could be just worried about the fear of being rejected or that comparison piece. And when I'm feeling vulnerable and uncomfortable, It's not about that. It's about overcoming that and doing it anyway, too, but just making sure that you're showing up for yourself. Yeah. It's not a license to just be an entitled, self-serving person by saying, oh, I'm just going to do me. 
but this doesn't serve me right now. Yeah, it might not. But like Lindsay just said, where is it coming from? Do a gut check and an attitude check. Like if you're feeling sassy in your response. (laughs) (laughs) Screw it. (laughs) It might be number. Okay, there's two ways to look at this. It may end up being that, yeah, you do need to say no because you're probably overloaded. You know, if I'm looking on the bright side here, you're probably overloaded. You probably should say no because you're sassy in your response. Your attitude is not the most stellar at the moment. That's a sign. But if you're sassy in your response and you have an attitude and a chip on your shoulder because you feel like you're owed something because this doesn't serve me, Mm -hmm. then that's a different perspective. I think honestly, in all of these examples that we're going to be giving going forward is just doing a gut check within yourself. What is the intention from within and how am I showing up on the outside? Because when we say we want you to go feel the fear and do it anyway, we don't want what other people think about you to hold you back. That's the intention right there is don't let that hold you back. And I don't mean don't let it hold you back from telling that bitch over there a piece of your mind. (laughs) That's not what I mean. (laughs) You probably should have some reserve there. But what we mean is like to follow your passion and do the thing that you want to do. If you're too afraid to put yourself out there, you are standing in the way of you. Nobody else is. Yeah. And that's the difference between taking responsibility and just being a snotty a-hole. Yeah. Remember, you guys, when you take action, it's because you have a feeling about a thought that you're having about the circumstance. So it all goes back to your thought process. What is the story you're telling yourself? And I love that what Robbie Poppy said in her interview, the most powerful statement is I am. And you are in control saying I am in control. So no matter what's happening to you around you, you can have a thought about that that causes a feeling to take the appropriate action. Maybe not the instinct that you want to maybe be sassy and bite back, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but to take the appropriate action to serve you in the appropriate way, right? And speaking of sassy, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We hear all the time, be authentically you, be authentic. And you do you, you do you, boo, Mm -hmm. right? This doesn't give you the right to be rude and bitchy and have any kind of malice towards anyone and just say, "Mm, that's just me. That's just, just the way, the way I, I am. Is. Yeah, no. It's a shitty, shitty excuse. It's like saying like, oh, that's just the way it's always been. Well, God, are we not changing? And if that's just you and that's who you are, well, I'm sorry. That kind of sucks. Totally. So it's not an excuse to just say that's just the way I am and, and to be negative and to say shitty things or gossip or whatever. It's not okay. Right. And so being authentically you is, of course, what is in alignment with, what your goals are, what your values are, and being a good human, Mm -hmm. right? There's so many ways for us to show up. And I feel that we know what that is. And if we're not doing it, it's probably because we're fearful of showing our true self or we had something happen to us that we were not able to overcome or we feel like we don't belong here and we may be scared to be a little bit of an imposter. An imposter syndrome, the fear of being discovered. I just listened to a podcast the other day, and I think it was Shalene Johnson. And she was talking about a lot of people who are angry and just like, you just meet those people and they're like, oh, all the time. It's because they're afraid of being discovered. And they've been in like this fight mode their whole life. And they don't know how to really show their feelings or they're scared to because they've just been in this survival mode for so long. And it's a new territory. 
And I thought that was fascinating. And so even if someone is acting that way towards you, doesn't necessarily give you the right to do it. And I always say, don't judge them and be curious. And you don't have to combat it. You could just give them the grace to be them and then do you. Exactly. And if somebody is using that as an excuse, I would say maybe rethink that friendship and relationship. Yeah. And it may not even be a friendship. It could just be someone in passing or that you encounter in public. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if it's somebody that you're close to and they're, they're using that as an excuse to just be a dick. No. Yeah, exactly. And it's not worth your time. Nope. So this one, think and grow rich. Yeah, we actually did a podcast that was titled that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about manifestation. This is really in reference to any quote speech regarding manifestation and bringing something into your life. And the other word for manifestation is the law of attraction. Yes. Yeah. It's a big buzzword and a big thing in the personal development space. Yeah. And it's not that I'm just going to wish and think this thing's going to happen. No, you're and doing I'm it wrong. To, you have to put your fingers on your temples and you have to close I'm your eyes. I'm my temples and I'm and sitting cross-legged wish. and I'm being mindful. I'm going to be right? rich. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> or even just, you know, we talked about crystals, getting crystals. You know, these things spark joy in our life. These things we love to have because it makes us feel good. But it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the thing that's going to bring us wealth and joy and health and happiness and all the things that we want, you know, and having this long- We're not delusional. Yeah. At least we're not completely delusional. <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> it is delusional to think that if you just sit there and think about becoming something, it'll just happen. Yeah. Because you can't just think it, right? Or even if you build it, right? If you build it, they will come. That's not it. You got to yeah, field of dreams it, isn't a real thing. You got to build it, and then you got to tear that bitch down and analyze it and rebuild it, and then adjust it, and then market the hell out of it, and then hopefully they'll come, right? Yeah, probably by process. the fourth or fifth launch, maybe they'll come. Yeah, and you're gonna have a whole lot of stumbles and falls and what the fucks along the way. Completely. So Napoleon Hill. In regarding the Think and Grow Rich, what he writes about this is, wishing will not bring riches, but desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession, then planning definite ways and means to acquire riches, and backing those plans with persistence, which does not recognize failure, will bring riches. So you have the correct state of mind, right? So you have the thought about it. And then you get your state of mind, which becomes an obsession. An obsession meaning there's nothing's going to hold me back. Nothing is going to get in my way. It now is passion, right? You have that that drive the seed has and been that planted behind your choices. It is growing. Yes. And then you have a planning method. So you have your goals. You plan definite ways. So specific methods in order to achieve what you want. Okay. And then backing those plans with persistence. So what are you going to do when you fall down? You got to get the hell back up and do it again. Do something different. Do what's going to get you there. Be resourceful. Be resilient. And then in the persistence, which does not recognize failure, because failure is part of the process. Remember that. Failing will happen. And failure is not the result. And failure is not the result. It is if you quit. Yeah. Stopping is different than failing, you guys. You can fail. Stopping is the true failure. But you can fail and then do it again and keep going. Mm -hmm. it's very, very different. So 
Think and grow rich, but it all starts with a thought. Okay. So that's what think and grow rich is. You have to have the thought about it and want it bad enough. So it becomes a, and a, a healthy obsession, right? Yes. So the other one I want to talk about is living results ahead of time. And I read a book. I hear this from one of my distant mentors, Brooke Castillo. I love her. She's a famous life coach and she always says it's live results ahead of time. And what this means is, You are actively doing the things to get you to where you want to be. So if I want to be a successful entrepreneur and launch an online business, I'm going to do those things that I know that are going to get me there. I am living that way. If I want to be the best embalmer, I'm going to learn what good embalmers do and I'm going to learn those techniques and practice them all the time. If I want to be the best basket weaver, I'm going to learn how to weave that basket the best way I fucking can. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best basket. It really is. <laughs> I'm going to fill it with all kinds of shit. <laughs> so you're living results ahead of time. You're living as if it's going to happen. One caveat about this that Brooke talks about <laughs> is if you are living results ahead of time, like say you're like, I want to make $100,000 a year and you're already living like that, like you're doing the thing and you can already see that $100,000 a year. One, you shouldn't be spending a hundred grand if you don't have it, right? You shouldn't be living results ahead of time. Like, I have all this money when you don't. <laughs> yeah. That's not the thing. But the thing with living results ahead of time is that when you get to that hundred thousand dollars, because you've been living it and thinking about it so much, when you get there, sometimes it's not as juicy. You're like, oh, well, there it is. Yeah. But I've it's- kind of believed that it was going to be there the whole time. So it's not as sweet. So we got to, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but bring it back to perspective. But before we get there, living results ahead of time. Another poor example that I've read before is Jen Sincero. Sincero. And she writes all the books on being a badass. You are a badass. Yeah, you are a badass. You're a badass. Which money. I I love her. I love her. I do too. I love her book. That was one of the first books I ever read. And it just completely made me hungry for everything else. Yeah. I feel like that triggered some of my interest in more of these personal development books because she writes in a really fun, captivating way. Mm-hmm. And one thing stood out for me and it, it almost triggered a poor decision. <laughs> <laughs> and in her book, You Are a Badass, the point is she wants to encourage herself to make more money and she wants to give herself a compelling reason to make more money. And so what she does is she goes out and buys a really nice new Audi vehicle. <laughs> I don't know if it's a car or SUV, but Audis aren't cheap, right? Mm-hmm. They're just not. And I'm like, damn. But she did that because she's like, I couldn't afford it, but I knew if I got it, I needed to be able to afford it. So I needed to do more to make more money to be able to afford this car. And I'm looking around like- It's a risky business. What the fuck? That's not a good idea. No. This is not good advice. (laughs) It may be good advice for some who are that motivated and they know themselves well enough that are that more, you know, if you know that that's going to be, that's like the sales type of person where you're like, I have the goal and it's, this is the motivation and I'm going after it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are not a quitter, but if you're a stopper or if you get sick of things easily or give up easily, you may not want to do that. Maybe a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) It might not be very smart. Because I see it like it just seems risk-taking, so yes. right? Like to make big things happen, sometimes we have to take major risks, mm-hmm. like big ones. And, you know, whether it's getting a business loan, finding some investors for a business, 
you know, signing up for a seminar, like some of those seminars are fucking expensive, right? Like thousands and thousands of dollars. So those can be big investments. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's investing in yourself. Just going out and buying something that's a little more frivolous to me, this is me personally. I just think that would be a, a poor choice to me. I would want to achieve my goal and then that would be my reward. So if I'm trying to do a sales goal and I want to sell so much, so my commission's a hundred grand this year, then I go get to get my sweet car. Yeah. And I think to putting it into perspective, when we're talking about our most valuable asset, <laughs> it is ourselves. And so when you're talking about spending a ton of money on you know, a business venture or a seminar, or personal development or whatever, different because you will take that and probably make more money from that. Whereas you buy a car, (laughs) you drive it off the lot and you just lost 10 grand. So it's like, let's not be dumb either. Living results ahead of time doesn't mean you go be stupid, which that sounded stupid coming out of my mouth. I didn't mean it to sound like I don't know how to talk with words, but don't be an idiot, basically. Yeah. Just be mindful if you're compulsive, just take a minute to think about it. Yeah. Just stop. Right? Take if a breath. Yeah. If it's really exciting and you're like, oh my gosh, this is happening really fast, slow down. Yep. Right. Those are just some examples that things that we say a lot, things that I've heard a lot. And again, it's all good intention and it's there to be encouraging and motivating, but I would hate for someone to take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And and get fed up and frustrated, right? That it could be a very frustrating place when you feel like you're doing part of it and you get stuck and you're like, this isn't working. Yeah. And, you know, I want this so bad and I'm so passionate about this. And I, I just, I want this to happen for me and for everyone else. And my intentions are good and it's not selfish. So why isn't it happening? And the sad thing is, is that we still have to put in the work, even when we feel stuck, even if we feel like we've hit a plateau. There is another thing that we need to overcome. It's just a roadblock. And it could be so frustrating and defeating at that moment where sometimes we feel like we want to quit and give up, but we still have to do the work. And I want to remind everybody that when we say doing the work, there is a difference between taking massive action and passive action. And passive action can be very exhausting too. When you're constantly learning and learning all the things and consuming all this information, it's hard to apply it all, right? And that can be very overwhelming. You can take in a lot of information, like in this podcast, we can, you know, tell you these things to do and give you worksheets. And we're talking about all these things today and you may want to apply them and you're like, oh my gosh, there's just so much to do. And that can be overwhelming and you feel like you're doing a lot of work, but nothing's actually being done right? You're just consuming. Massive action is taking the steps, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. When you run into a speed bump, when you come into a roadblock, how can you overcome that? Who can you reach out to? How can you be resourceful? Always growing, always striving, getting uncomfortable. And just really remembering that if we're all in, what does that mean to us? Bringing back to that perspective. When we say that you're all in, do you have a plan B for your plan A. And Bo Eason just wrote a book. He's a retired NFL player. And he wrote a book, don't have a plan B for your A game. And what that means is, is that sometimes when you have a plan B, sometimes that's the easier way out and you want to take that. So you're like, oh, well, this is kind of always here. Like I want to do this, but this also sounds good. So you kind of be diverted from your own goal and it takes you away from your original plan. Mm -hmm. And then that sucks. You're like, oh, I should have just done this. I wish I would have just stuck to it. Yep. 
So always going back to the perspective of what is the end goal and how, if I come into this crossroads where I'm not sure which way to go, how can I make sure that I'm held accountable to stay that path? That's why success coaches, business coaches, mentors, all those people are critical. So they make sure that if you do go in a different direction, that it's for the right reasons. And it's not fear-based. It's not based on scarcity or anything like that. Yep. This one's big. (laughs) Finish what you start. Finish what you start. Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a rant. Especially, I saw this and I almost lost my mind. I follow Gary Vee and I love Gary Vee. But I do not agree with Gary. I like some of his – I probably like like 40% of the crap that I see him do. And – I love that he sets people straight and he tells it exactly how he thinks it, not exactly how it is, because I totally think that some of the advice he gives is just flat out bad. There was a kid, and I sent this video to Lindsay, and there's this kid who was like standing up asking Gary a question. He was like, I am two years into medical school, so read. We already have an undergrad and we're two years into a four-year MD degree. And he realizes that this is no longer what he wants to do with his life. He doesn't want to be a doctor. And Gary says, well, what do you want to be? And he said, I want to actually, I want to run a hospital. I don't want to be the doctor. I want to run the hospital. And he's like, then why are you in med school? He's like, well, because, you know, I'm I'm halfway through. And he's basically saying, you should quit. Why are you keep going if this isn't what you want to do? Why do you keep doing it? And I was like, what horrible freaking advice is that? Just because the kid doesn't feel like doing it anymore because he realizes maybe he doesn't want to be a doctor. He wants to be a hospital administrator. Terrible advice. Finish what you freaking started. I felt like that was such an entitled perspective to just be like, oh, well, I don't feel like doing this anymore. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go learn how to be a hospital administrator on the Internet. Bye. (laughs) And then and I'm like, I don't know. I had to pay for my own school. So this is also coming from probably – I was also kind of being triggered, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm still paying for school. I'm like, if your parents paid for your school and you just decide that you don't want to do this anymore and you're going to waste that, entitled, okay? If you're paying for your own school, you're going to graduate without a degree and a crap load of debt and now you got to figure out how to pay for it, entitled. So just chill out, take a step back. And I was just like, this is – There are a lot of millennials and a lot of even younger, what is it, Gen Z, Mm -hmm. past that, that are listening to this kind of advice. And I'm like, holy crap, I am terrified for what these kids and these younger individuals who are probably not as self-aware are just like, oh, well, you know, Gary Vee says that if this isn't what I want to be doing with my life, if I'm not passionate, I should quit taking my parents' money, go live on the streets, go work for free underneath a mentor and make it. And hustle and bust my ass and make it. And who cares about the two years in med school I just did? I'm like, please, can we just tell people the value of finishing what you start, even if it means that it's not exactly what you want to be doing right now? Yeah, because who knows where that's going to lead? You're going to be an MD in two years. Yep. And then you're going to throw that away. And even if it's not an MD, maybe it's you have another year left for your bachelor's or your master's, or maybe you're getting certified in something and you're so close to finishing. It's like, what skills would you be acquiring during that that would help you out later? And maybe it's going to be something that you have to fall back on later. 
What yeah. if times get hard and you have to fall back on that? Yeah. Like we talked about not having a plan B, but shit happens, right? Yep. Your fucking dreams sometimes don't happen. We want things and we don't achieve it for whatever reason. And that's fucking real life. Well, we and also so talked maybe about- Maybe this guy is never going to own a hospital. Totally. And he's like- well, fuck, I got to be a doctor and I quit two years shy. Well, don't I look like a fucking idiot? And that's harsh. Maybe that's a little harsh. But really, like, I was just blown away by that was the advice that was given to this young man because I think because you and I were astonished. I'm like, we can't be the only people who are watching this and being like, this is terrible. This kid should finish school, finish what he started because yeah. he may need it or he may want to do it well, later. We were also just talking about investing in yourself, even if you discover by the way, this happened to me too. I was pre-med and, and undergrad and I went two and a half years as pre-med and I was like, this is not what I want to do. And you know what I ended up having to do? I switched my major and I had to bust my ass and finish. I went four and a half instead of four years for my undergrad. And that included summer school and included making up time. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to give up and not finish what I started. It was like, figure out what you do want to do and then finish. Now, this mm-hmm. kid is a little bit too far down the road. But this is an investment in himself. And even if we don't want to think about it as a plan A, plan B, whatever skills that you're learning when you are investing in yourself, you take that with you everywhere you go, no matter what. You don't unlearn things that you learn. It's not like you you learn a skill and you have it forever. Yeah. So, geez, just finish what you start. Life isn't always going to be like rainbows and butterflies. And for us in this industry to even give the slight illusion that – if you are just not passionate about it, you should just give up and walk away and go find what you're passionate about. Okay, yes, I agree with that. If you are absolutely, completely unhappy, dissatisfied, and you know that you have more potential that's not being tapped, figure out a way to responsibly stop what you're doing. And transition. And transition into what you should be doing. You should never be a slave to your circumstance if there's something that you can do about it. But you also should never just stop and be a quitter because it doesn't serve you. There are a lot of people out there who just love the thrill of the chase. This is true. And if you never finish what you start, I tell you what, the chase is fun and the journey to get there is fun. But finishing something and having something under your belt and accomplished, I don't know if there is a better feeling than that. I really don't. It might be short-lived, so you should always celebrate when you do finish something. But we are proponents of chasing your dreams. We are not proponents of just quitting and being an irresponsible, you know, adult when it comes to what you are committed to in the moment, especially if it's a huge financial investment like college. Oh my God. I just, my mind almost freaking exploded when I saw that video. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, these kids are running the world someday. I mean, I hope the kid doesn't end up being a doctor and then deciding, hey, in the middle of a surgery, I don't want to do this anymore and leave. <laughs> I'm out of here. This is too long. <laughs> this is terrible. So just – I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to say is there's a pendulum that swings in anything that you do in life. And there are extremes on every side, no matter what it is. It can be dieting. It can be exercise. It can be politics. It can be personal development. And where we want to hang out is the middle. Mm -hmm. We don't really want to be going to the extreme where we don't give ourselves any kind of slack or any kind of room to be a human. Mm -hmm. Because Lindsay and I, we talk about these topics every week. And there are some times where I'm like, I just talked about this last week and I need to go re-listen to it because I need to take my own advice. Yeah. We are not perfect. 
we fuck up, we have stumbles, you know, we achieve new level, new devil, those same problems that we just overcame will come back at a new level and they are going to be something that we have to overcome again and again and again. Just because you you worked through something doesn't mean that it's gone forever. Exactly. You are still a human being. You are still a human being that's growing. The object of personal growth, the whole goal is to grow, not to become self-righteous, not to become entitled, not to become some snotty asshole that just thinks that your shit doesn't stink. <laughs> that's not the goal here. We all want to be better people than we were yesterday. Exactly. Not better people than the people next to us, but better people, you know, the only competition you have is within yourself. Exactly. And the last part of that is to take ownership of that, to take ownership of what you can control in your life and giving yourself the control. Because I think a lot of times, sometimes we feel out of control and we have so many different messages coming at us, like the kid that we were just talking about, but taking back control of what is true to you and what your mission is and where you want to go and understanding that you're not a victim Mm-mm. and we don't have to be a victim of our circumstances. We can choose to have any thought about any circumstance and take any action that we have, regardless of what happens to us. And does that mean we need to be happy and excited all the time and just, you know, live out this joyous life all the time? No, because we need to have that contrast, right? There has to be the good and the bad. <laughs> we yeah, never appreciate the, shit the good. sandwich, man. Yeah. It, there's, there's always shit a shit sandwich, sandwich. everywhere. And if you so, can't find it, look under things, lift up things. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> it's always there. New office, maybe check the closet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The drawers. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so the part with self-help is the self and to focus on the self. Internalize. Do that gut check, like what Jenna was saying. Check within yourself and what is serving you. What feels good to you? What are your values? All these things that can propel you to where you want to go. Because like we said in the last episode, if if you don't know, then you don't know. Yeah. Like if you never define it, then you have no idea. And so we talk about success, fulfillment, perseverance, resilience, courage, all the things. And they're all different to so many. And one last thing that I hear that I want to talk about that I hear all the time And we say it too is, what's your purpose? Find your purpose. What's your passion? And sometimes I feel like there's a misguided sense or pressure and urgency to know what your thing is and always having a side hustle and always hustling. I know Gary Vee talks about that all the time. Like you should be posting on Uh, all the platforms all the time, doing all the things and not binge watching and give up all your luxuries to work all the time. And I get that. I get if you want to be successful, there's some hustle involved. But there's also harmony with everything else. A lot of people have families. They have hobbies. They have other things they want to do and relationships they need to tend to, right? And I think that's totally appropriate. And I don't want anyone to ever feel guilty like, I don't want a side hustle. I don't want to work on the weekends. I don't want to have to create some online store at night and do these things to try to make a couple extra hundred dollars a month you know, while the kids sleep because that's exhausting and I want to rest. Whatever feels good to you, do that. Because that's not for everybody. Being an Mm -mm. entrepreneur isn't for everyone. Being a manager in corporate isn't for everyone. You know, just like being a doctor, a teacher, it's not for everyone. And that's awesome because there is something for you and you should do that, right? And we do things that we don't want to do all the time, but when we can find a beautiful harmony with 
the things that we're passionate about, the things that we want to do, mending relationships, eating that shit sandwich and all the other things. And we lay our head on the pillow and we tell ourselves, God, I fucking killed it today. Mm -hmm. That was a good day. Those are the best. And those days that where I'm laying there and I say that to myself, I probably had some big challenges that I overcame and I was proud of it. I'm like, today fucking sucked, but I fucking killed it. Yeah. And I love those days because those days where I know I showed up for myself and other people and those are the days that matter. And that looks different for everybody. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It's not, you know, what someone else thinks I should be doing or, you know, what someone else thinks about what I'm doing. It can't come from an external point of view. It has to come from a collaborative point of view for the people who do care about you and that you love. And then also internally, of course. So it's okay to be content with your life. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not feel that yearning, like you're saying, to side hustle and to do more and have more. And you can look around and just be like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. This is fine. Thank you for saying that. It's a beautiful thing. To just bring the whole entitlement conversation full circle, you cannot be in a, a state of entitlement and a state of gratitude at the same time. So if you do find that you are getting a little too, your ego might be taken off and you might be getting a little bit too much into the entitlement avenue, just stop if you catch yourself. Because I think we've all been there too. Like I'm not saying that I've never had an entitled attitude about things. I think I even talked about how I have champagne taste when it comes to hotels nowadays. <laughs> I'm like, that's an entitled miss shit kind of thing to say. But, you know, just stopping and being grateful for what you have is a really fast and easy way to kind of bring yourself out of that entitlement and that thinking that you might deserve something and instead focusing on the here and now and what you have now and what you can be grateful for right now. Yes. So that is the antidote to all of this. It is. So grow, be yourself, do all the things that we talked about. Do it from a place of self-awareness, self-respect, really, honestly, but also respect for others. And then a a sense of gratitude and you will be just fine. We don't want to create a whole posse of entitled butt faces. (laughs) Be really smelly. (laughs) No. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, everyone thanks for today. the. <laughs> Ooh, I'm Ooh. sweating. No, <laughs> it just came up, and then it kind of got down like this whirlwind of all these thoughts. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's so amazing. I love all these things, but it could go so many different directions. So yeah, it could take a turn into negative town really fast. We want to make sure that you guys are growing, becoming better versions of yourselves while living in harmony with everyone else around you, and being grateful for everything that you do have and living in the moment too and being content. Don't forget to be content. Don't forget while you're chasing your dreams and growing and trying to become to be content too at the same time. Yes. And both. You can do both. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's putting her hands out. It's okay. It's like, don't worry. (laughs) Enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. All right. Enjoy the journey. And next time, you know, we'll talk to you about another cool topic that is not about being entitled. (laughs) We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. 
Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagist.com slash kick more ass. Remember, your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.